Are you done with being that pregnant or postpartum mom in the gym who is always stuck on the sidelines feeling horrible, saying, how come no one ever told me this? Are you ready to finally say no to a mom life filled with excess weight, injury, overwhelm, and fatigue? Then health is here. Welcome to the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast, where we dive deep into the information you need to be the strongest woman in and out of the gym, even if you are a mom. If you are done going through your pregnancy or postpartum fitness journey clueless and unprepared, if you are ready to commit and say yes to being that badass fit mom who is shredded and stronger than before the baby, well, listen up. Because this is where we talk about all of the things your doctor or trainer never told you about so that you can achieve the body you want and take your athletic strength and performance to the next level. Get ready, because here's your host, Daisy Bravo. Let's get started. Just want to make sure that my sound is working. Started. And it looks like it is. <laughs> I want to make sure that my sound right. is working. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for joining me today. How is everyone doing? Welcome to the Fit Body After Baby Workshop. I'm so glad to have you here. Oh, so who's watching? Who, if you're watching the replay, if you're watching live, um, Tell me where you're from. I'd love to hear. Um, we're going to jump right into this. I'm going to try to make this as interactive as possible. So I hope that um, you guys will participate with me. I'm going to ask a lot of questions. We're going to do a bunch of exercises. So uh, be ready to, to work here today. Awesome. So let's do this. Let's get rolling. Okay. Time to participate. Where are you from? How many kids do you have? Uh, how many months postpartum or years postpartum are you? I would love to hear that. Awesome. Yeah, post in the chat here. So whether you're live or you're watching the replay, uh, if you're watching the replay, just start right now. Just say hashtag replay. So I know that you're in the replay. But throughout the presentation, just go post in the chat. I'm going to try and keep my eye on it. I don't have anyone helping me. Uh, get, you know, with these comments. So I'm going to try and peruse them when I can, you know, it's totally, um, you know, I, I would really like for you to participate and I'm going to try and do a little bit of banter back and forth with you if you can, but for the most part, I need to focus on the presentation. If you have any questions, I will be doing a question, um, at the end of the presentation. If you want to stick around for that, if you're unable to stick around for that, put your post or put your questions in the chat posts section and I will answer those questions individually after the presentation. So um, I don't want to get sidetracked because then I go off on tangents and then we're all behind. Awesome. All righty. So let's jump in. Thank you for all your comments here, guys. I appreciate that. Today is all about learning where your postpartum body is at so that we can get where we want to go. And my promise for you today is to provide clarity and lead you towards the next right path when it comes to your fitness goals. My mission is to arm you with the information that your doctor or friends never told you when it comes to fitness, to show you that your fitness dreams and goals can be a reality 
if you take the time to bulletproof your baby, bulletproof your body after baby. All right, this workshop is perfect if you've carried a baby at any point in your life. So you could have had a baby 10 years ago, you may get something out of this. Um, it's great if you are ready to start working out, but don't know where to start. If you started working out, but maybe things are not feeling the same way they used to, maybe you're worried away the way that your belly looks or things downstairs aren't feeling right. Uh, if, if you want to see weight loss results, but you don't want to do that at the expense of injuring yourself, maybe you're someone that pees your pants. Um, maybe you have uh, a confidence issue. Maybe you look in the mirror and you're like, who is this person? It's not me. It's not who I was. How do I get that person back? This workshop is for you. All righty. So I'm going to give, I'm going to go over some exercises. They're going to show you all of the strengths and weaknesses that you've brought today uh, with your postpartum body. And these movements will show you the things you need to work on to ensure you get your body back after baby the right way without injury. And in many cases, stronger than you were before. So knowing this stuff I'm going to show you today has helped my clients and made a dramatic difference in their health and fitness. So taking good notes is the secret to planning your next step in your fitness journey and knowing what is the next right move for you. But I want to be honest with you, most people who attend workshops like this get excited right after the workshop, but never actually take the action. And that is what's going to give you the results that you've committed to. So obviously, in this short amount of time, I can't teach you everything. And please note that this stuff is just the beginning. It's a stripped down basic concepts of postpartum fitness. And the problem is, is that we only have a short time to work together. And there is so much more that I want to share with you. So at the end of this workshop, if you want to learn how I can further help you, I would like to invite you to stick around. If you're not listen, uh, if you're not interested in learning how I can help, once our activities are, are over, you're welcome to leave whenever you are ready. But my only ask is that you take action on the things you've learned about yourself today, whether you choose to go at it alone or work with a trained expert like myself. I also want to provide you with the mini disclaimer that we're not diagnosing anything today. We're just learning more about our bodies and some of our current strengths and weaknesses as a postpartum mama. And I urge you, if something feels weird or off, it's always best to consult your doctor or postpartum physical therapist for an appropriate evaluation and diagnosis. So with that said, whoever's ready to take action with me, I want you to type in the chat, let's do it. Everyone get excited. <laughs> let's see some hearts, let's see some thumbs up. We're going to jump right in. And uh, I struggle with flipping slides. So uh, bear with me on that. So reality check. More participation, guys. Check in, like type into the chat here. What are your challenges and what are your desires when it comes to health and fitness as a mom? All right. Some of the most common challenges I hear from new moms when it comes to working out after baby is that they feel unsure on where to start after they get clearance. Now, maybe you pee your pants when you work out or things are hurting and feel awkward, or maybe you thought about getting started, 
but time, life, and excuses have gotten in the way. And I want you to type a one in the chat if you resonate with any of that or type in the chat, you know, what what are you going through during this time? I'd love to hear it so we can all, you know, feel like we're in the right place together. But, you know, what I've noticed is, is that most moms desire to be able to lose the baby weight, but don't really have that, you know, time commitment or that, you know, it's not practical to follow starvation diets when you're nursing and doing, you know, and, and taking care of a family. But deep down inside, I think we can all agree that we want to regain the confidence and be able to keep up with our kids, achieve long-term health that allows us to look and feel younger, all while be, being able to do the activities we love without pain or limitation. Like, am I right? Post in the chat. All right. Flipping my slide. Oh my God. I'm like super embarrassed to share this photo and talk about this time in my life. I thought I was like Jillian Michaels or something like <laughs> totally the bomb here. <laughs> uh, but this is me on my first day of work as a personal trainer. And it is like so easy to flash back to that day. The gym like smelled like a combination of rubber, sweat, and CK1 perfume. And uh, I was this young, innocent, and like stupid new trainer. I really thought that just because I was recently certified that I knew it all, that I was like so cool. And it wasn't long before I gained the reputation in the gym as being a tough trainer. Like I was the one that, you know, would yell at people to finish their reps and push through and keep going. And at one point, most all of my clients were women. And, you know, most of them were trying to lose the baby weight because, you know, they, they wanted someone to motivate them and push them really hard so they could fit into their skinny jeans and like rock a bathing suit when they go to their Orlando timeshare vacations. And they just wanted someone to motivate them, like yell at them, scream at them, uh, you know, push them through and give them the hardest workouts ever. And it was fun at first, you know, I had fun working with these women. And I totally hate sharing this, but like it puts a pit of shame in my stomach when I talk about it. But it's one of the things from the past that kind of haunt me, like haunts me all the time. You know, for a while, I always hesitated about sharing the story. And, you know, I, I want to be honest. I mean, an online trainer is all about appearances these days. And people work really hard to hide their faults and just show the perfect highlights on social media. But this part of my story um, is, you know, part of my life real, but not something that I want to boast about on social, but I feel like it is part of my story and I need to be 100% honest because it wasn't long before my mommy boot camp style workouts came to like a crashing halt. Clients started missing workouts and almost all of them started to develop injuries and injuries caused by me and the way that I was training them. You know, you see like a standard personal training certification does not talk about postpartum moms. You know, in fact, I don't think they mention the word postpartum at all. I was taught, you know, things to adjust and watch out for certain signs in pregnancy, 
but there was no mention of anything postpartum. At this point, I was a 20-year-old hotshot trainer who assumed that these women just needed to work their butts off, get skinny, and that's all I had to do for them. I had no idea that the core and pelvic floor needed some healing and rebuilding. I had no idea how the female body changed during this time. And like most people, I assumed that after a few weeks, the body would be ready for intense workouts again. And well, I was wrong. <laughs> so after seeing one mom after another getting hurt, I was finally able to put the pieces together and realize that the reason that these women were getting injured was because of my stupidity, my ego, my ignorance. I got really depressed at this time. I couldn't stop like blaming myself. I was so embarrassed to go back to the gym. And eventually I did quit. And, you know, I had failed at the one job that I really wanted to do. And I thought I was meant for, and I was scared to train another mom and so paranoid that, you know, they would get hurt because of me. So it took me a long time before uh, I was open to training moms again. So, you know, and, and that eventually an opportunity to take a pregnancy and postpartum certification presented itself. And at first, when I had heard about it, it made me sick. And, uh, you know, it brought me back to that time where I was a naive trainer. But, you know, deep down, I knew I had to take this class and learn the stuff that my certifications never told me about. And also at this time, I was considering planning a family. And I didn't want to be a victim of a personal trainer who was like me that did not know a single thing. So I took the certification and I was blown away by all the stuff that the trainers and doctors never educated on. I created my business, uh, Strong Moms Fitness, to help moms during this time so that they won't be a victim to a bad personal trainer or an uneducated social media guru because no one ever told this stuff was a thing. And so many moms get clearance to work out and want so badly to lose the weight, but they end up in a program that just leaves them injured. So. This workshop today is going to get you started in the right direction on your journey. And I don't want another postpartum woman to get injured on my watch. I'd love to know in the chat. <laughs> um, I shared my story. So I'd love for you to share your story. Where are you in your uh, fitness journey? I'd love to know uh, if you started working out, if you're almost there, maybe you're pregnant and um you want to get ahead of the game and learn what, what's coming ahead of you. So drop in the chat there. I'd love to see what's up. Awesome. All righty. Well, I want to help you in your fitness journey. And today I'm going to walk you through the biggest myth about postpartum fitness. And then I'm going to show you, you know, why they're wrong and what you need to do so that you're not a victim of bad information. Also, I'm going to take you through five self-assessments that will give you an idea of, you know, what your body is ready for and what it's not ready for at this moment in time. And after all that, you'll leave here today confident knowing what you need to do as your next step. So I want to take a poll in the chat. Everyone get ready to participate on a scale of one to 10. How happy are you um, with your stomach? Oh. 
If your answer is nine or 10, I want you to know that you're not alone. And the number one thing moms ask me about after baby most commonly has to do with the belly, of course. Now, because fixing the stomach is so popular and the most common thing I get asked, I'm going to start with that right now. I don't want to tease you guys and save that for the last, you know, 10 minutes. We're going to jump into the right, that right now. So of all the moms that come to me with their ab wor worries, they ultimately ask me some version of how many crunches do I need to do a day to get rid of this mom belly? And like, when can I start? Like how early postpartum can this work be done? And the biggest myth I hear when it comes to postpartum fitness is if you want flat abs after baby, do more crunches. I hate that myth. And I need to start off right now by saying with 100% confidence that if you have had a baby, baby, crunches are not the first choice or answer to the abs of your dreams. But I like I totally understand why you you may believe this as truth. I mean, every exercise video out there is just a combination of a different kind of crunch or sit up. There's so much pressure on moms to bounce back after baby. It's no wonder I see the crazy venting pace, Facebook posts of moms worried and upset that they'll never lose the baby weight or look the same ever again. Now, without spending time dwelling on the why the belly looks the way it does, um, or why it takes more than a month to start seeing some changes, I wanted to make sure that you're aware of what a diastasis is. And even though it seems to be a big concern for moms um, in more um, high intensity sports like CrossFit, for example, it's still very much um, an unknown thing by many moms. And often the reason the belly never works um, or functions the way it used to um, and it's also the reason why it doesn't look the way that it used to. So the first exercise we're going to do together is going to give you an idea of whether you have a, a diastasis or not. And, you know, what exactly is a diastasis and why should you care? Um, a diastasis is a normal part of pregnancy. And it's important to note that at a woman's due date, studies have shown that 100% of women have a diastasis. And this is because your abdominal muscles have had to expand in order to accommodate the growing baby. Your six pack muscle, the rectus abdominis, uh, right, I'm trying to wonder if I can point to it. Well, I thought I had a little marker, but I, I don't. Um, but I don't know if it's on the right or the left on your screen. I think it's on the left side of your screen. Um, you can see the, um, the rectus abdominis of a non-pregnant woman. And then you can see the abdominal separation um, called diastasis recti. So the rectus abdominis muscle has a right and left side, and it's connected together by a tissue called the linea alba. And as the baby grows, this right and left side of the muscle spreads further and further apart from each other as everything stretches and expands to accommodate your baby. A standard diagnosis um, of a diastasis is defined as a greater than a two centimeter width of separation. And a diastasis does not mean that you're doomed or broken, that it can't be improved 
or that you won't be able to do certain things going forward. That is totally wrong. So um, the whole panic attack thing I see online about a diastasis, uh, you don't need to go there. It's not a life sentence. And along with evaluating the width, when looking at a diastasis, you also want to consider the integrity of that linea alba tissue. For many women with functional issues of the abs, much of it comes from the status of the linea alba. So we want to observe the level of its tension when demand is placed upon it. And then together, we're going to be uh, doing it. Our first exercise will be observing both the tension and width um, of a if we have a diastasis and what sort of tension of the, we have with the linea alba. So it's also reassuring to know that sometimes a diastasis will heal on its own without any interventions. And studies have shown that at six weeks postpartum, 60% of women have a diastasis. At six months postpartum, 39% of moms have a diastasis. And at one year postpartum, 32% of women will have a diastasis. So being that a third of moms have a diastasis, it is understandable that I get so many questions about it. And most moms are freaked out, mainly because they're not happy with the way it looks. But it's important to understand that a diastasis can be the underlying cause for things like pain or weakness. And untreated, a severe diastasis can increase the risk of an umbilical hernia because the abs are too weak to withstand uh, pressure caused by intense movements. So it's important to figure out what you're working with before you get started on any workout program. Okay, so who's ready to get physical here? The first exercise today will take you through the process used to check for a diastasis. And this is just a reference point. And if you find a diastasis, it doesn't mean that you're broken. It just means that you'll need to spend some extra focus and time rebuilding this area of the body. All right. Hopefully this works. All right, so we're gonna get onto our backs, guys. Uh, best way to get onto your back is actually um, work into a seated position, roll over onto your, uh, lean, like lie down onto your side and roll over onto your back. You want your feet flat on the ground and knees bent. Um, so once you're on your back with your knees bent and fat on the floor, it's time for you guys just to evaluate and feel the stomach at rest so that when we are in check mode, we can start to feel what it feels like when our body is working. So take the time guys right now to see what's going on uh, with your body, feel around, get comfortable. Awesome, beautiful, take the time. Now, what you wanna do is to, you know, remember that the rectus goes from your pelvic, your, uh, pubic bone all the way under your chest. So we're going to separate that the abs into three sections. Um, we're going to have an upper, middle, and lower. And first, we're going to check the, um, the upper section of, you know, for a diastasis there. Uh, so take your fingers and place them on the upper section with your fingers pointing towards your toes. 
To get a measurement of the width distance of the abs, we're gonna be using our fingers as a ruler and measure how many fingers can we fall into um, you know, that space between the right and left uh, rectus abdominis. Awesome, how's that going guys? <laughs> All right, so now we're gonna do uh, a contraction. So you're gonna raise uh, your head off the ground. You don't necessarily need to get your shoulders off the ground, just enough to engage the abs. So you don't need to do a full crunch here. Um, what we're doing here with this contraction is um, we're going to take a moment and observe the tension of the linea alba. Is it spongy? Is it bouncy? Or is it taut like an extended rubber band? Um, let's, let's focus on the width now. Now, how many fingers width uh, can, you, can you get into this space here? Feel that distance, feel that distance between the two rectus muscles. And as I mentioned, a diastasis is considered to be a greater than two fingers width. So make sure um, you know, that you found what that is for you on the upper abs. Awesome, guys. So again, uh, keep, you know, keep a mental note of what you measured your width to be, and then also the level of tension. Uh, I, I did give you a link to the workout um, work, you know, the notebook there, the, the workbook. Um, so you'll want to jot that down. So then we're going to do the middle section. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to, um, you know, find the right spot, find, like just above the belly button is going to be our midsection. If you have a C-section scar, of course, uh, work or, you know, work above that. And again, once you've found the spot, you're going to observe, get your fingers ready, and you're going to raise your head and measure the width and then how, you know, how, what the tension level is, how, you know, if there's some spongy or bouncy or as if it's firm. And then when you're done, you're going to move on to your lower section and observe what you have felt there. Awesome, guys. So again, um, if you need a second here to go through all three sections, um, I'm going to kind of breeze through. Uh, if anyone wants to post some notes uh, in the chat, I would love to hear if you found a diastasis. Um, I'd love to hear your comments and go ahead, notate in your workbook. Uh, there's a little chart there where you can write down your findings for upper, middle, middle and lower um, and make notes on, uh, you know, what you found the level of tension to be awesome. So I do want to point out that, you know, these are just numbers and they're not some clinical diagnosis. So if something worried you or scared you from this self-assessment exercise, please reach out to your doctor or postpartum physical therapist so that you can have a proper evaluation. Again, these are just a reference point and some people have a one fig finger width and have lots of pain and problems. And some women will have a five finger width and can go about their lives without it affecting them. So I know that these numbers are just a reference point, almost like a before picture, like when you start a workout plan or diet. And I do this exercise all the time with my clients. And although in this workshop, we don't have time to set aside to go over your numbers and specifics and go over your individual um, situational questions, but if you have more uh, specific questions, you know, feel free to 
um, you know, post in the chat, send me a DM and we can go further. And then also I work about, I work on this specifically with women in my programs, if you're interested in learning more. All right, so let's get back to our myth here that crunches are the holy grail for getting rid of that mom belly. And I just wanted to make sure that we bust this myth together and show you why crunches are not the answer to early postpartum success when it comes to your belly. And that, you know, to do this, <laughs> I need to um, show you some anatomy. So next slide. Guys, I'm doing so great with the slides, <laughs> but we're still early in. So, so here is um, on your, it's going to be on your left, um, the rectus abdominis muscle that we introduced a little while ago that we felt for. Um, that muscle expands and separates in pregnancy, just as we had chatted about. And the job of this muscle is to flex the core which means that it brings your chest bone to your pubic bone. And we did exactly that during that exercise. And, you know, when we checked in our, on our diastasis, we felt our rectus and, you know, we felt the rectus at rest and then we felt it when it was working. And, you know, think about what you notice visually. What, what did you feel in your stomach when you were going through this exercise? And, you know, if you've already forgotten you can you know, do this along with me while I talk you through, just do like a seated crunch. Um, but you might've noticed that when you activated the rectus, that the gap widened more than it did when you were at rest. And it also made the muscle appear thicker. Maybe you, you did your little crunch and you observed your belly doming. It kind of looked like a loaf of bread was, was rising up off of your stomach. And a light bulb should be going off in your head right now. If ab exercises focus on doing more crunches so that you can fix the abs, you should be doing the opposite of, you know, what you want to do. You could be increasing, you know, the width by adding stress to this healing area, as well as creating bulk in this area. And that's the opposite you want to do. You know, we really don't want to do ab exercises that are going to increase the width. Um, and we don't want to be doing ab exercises that are going to stress out this healing um, diastasis. So instead, I want to direct you to my favorite muscle. And that is the transverse abdominis. And that's going to be the muscle here on the right. And it is like your own personal corset or pair of Spanx. It is the deepest of the four main abdominal muscles, and it starts in the low back and hip bone and wraps its way all around the abs and inserts on the midline. When this muscle contracts, it works to compress and flatten the abdominal wall, creating that corset-like effect. Now, another light bulb should have gone in your head. Hopefully you've had this epiphany right here that the transverse abdominus is where you need to start, not the rectus. But let me ask you, do you know how to isolate and work that transverse abdominus muscle? You know, I would like some feedback. Who knows? Who doesn't know? <laughs> I thought so. So for this next exercise, I'm going to try and engage our transverse abdominus muscle together so that we can start putting it together um, to work. And so that when you go back to ab exercises, 
uh, you'll have something to work out and work on. <laughs> All right, are you ready? I've got another video for you guys. We're gonna come back onto our backs. We're gonna check our rectus abdominis. Again, get on your back by way of sitting down and then bringing yourself onto your side and rolling onto your back. That's gonna put less stress on the diastasis if you have one. So your knees are gonna be bent again, feet flat on the floor. Do a pelvic tilt or two so that you make sure that your uh, back is lying flat on the ground and just kind of get your bearings here. So first we're gonna focus on the lower portion of the muscle, which is, um, in my, you know, which we're gonna be doing like from the belly button down. So place your fingers on that area so you can kind of feel it contracting under your fingers. Most women that struggle with a mom pooch uh, struggle to get this muscle activated or use it when they work out. So together, let's take an inhale. And on the exhale, try to lift your pelvic floor up towards your belly button and then continue to lift it up like you are zipping up your pants. So if you couldn't feel that, another cue is to inhale, exhale, and pretend that you're lifting your belly button up and slightly bringing it in towards your spine. And make sure that your abdominals are as relaxed as you do this. You don't wanna do a sucking in motion, that is not it. Um, to make sure you have it, you can also do a march with your feet in place and you could probably feel it contract under your fingers. How's that going for you guys? Let's focus on the middle section. So when acting, activating the middle TA, focus on the belly button. And I want you to think of drawing that belly button right to the spine. Of, again, avoid sucking in here. That sort of turns off the TA. Another good visual is to pretend your belly button's like a doorbell and just like press, you're gonna be pressing in there. Oh, look at that. Um, so that you can kind of visualize your belly button is trying to move away from your shirt. And this is not to be confused with, again, sucking in your gut, manipulating air pressure. If you still can't feel it, tr again, try that marching to seal, see if you can feel it contract under your fingertips. Awesome, guys. Okay, how's that going? <laughs> Take a last second to you know, feel that mid. And then now we're going to work on that upper section and focusing on this area, it, which is basically, you know, above the belly button and to the ribs area. And just like the lower and middle transverse abdominis, just try to cinch in that upper portion of the torso. And this one is the most tricky to do. So it may take some time to get used to, to kind of suck that in and contract that in. So just kind of feel around uh, this may be something that you want to try again after we're done today. And of course, um, I, in the workbook there, you can jot down, you know, your findings from this. Awesome. Good job. All right. How's it going, guys? I'm going to take a quick sip here. I don't know if you can see this, but I have to put on my do not disturb getting phone calls. Okay, let's do it. So type one in the chat if you're able to feel something. Um, type two, maybe if you've struggled and couldn't feel anything, if you need to work on more stuff after. I'd love to hear in the chat. Oh, you guys are awesome. Beautiful. 
All right, guys. So hopefully you've learned something here. And hopefully I was able to bust that myth for you once and for all that crunches are not what is going to fix the belly after baby. And in my programs, I teach my clients the specific ways that you can get that TA strong and that diastasis to function and feel better. I am sure many of you today have learned that your abs need some rebuilding work after all. And it's better to start this stuff sooner than later. I know I, do, I have work with some moms that are um, five years postpartum, 10 years postpartum, and it's just easier to do it a little bit earlier uh, when your body is, um, you know, in that more of that healing phase and you have less of a chronic issue going on. So this could be a source of some of your pain. And this can also be a reason why you don't like to look in the mirror. I hear it all the time. So I want some action in the chat again, and I want to see who's willing and ready to start taking some action and who's ready at this point to give your abs the attention that you need. I, I want you to imagine how much more confidence you would gain if you were able just to improve this one thing about your body. And yes, I, I want to shout it to all of you who decided to take some action today. Like I wanna give you guys a high, a virtual high five, high 10, and whatever that looks like, you know, whatever that version of commitment or action looks like for you today, whatever works best, whether that is five minutes a day focusing on this stuff, or if it's like committing to uh, a full program, that's why I'm here for you today is to get you to action, get you moving. So that's all that matters. Just those little baby steps um, are the most important things here at this, at this time. So the next myth I want to bust is the old doctor clearance myth. And the old doctor clearance myth is um, at that six week postpartum appointment uh, you get your doctor clearance and you're 100% good to go and resume your old workouts. Now, how many people here, babies, have taken that advice and live like hard and fast by this rule? How many here know that maybe this advice can get you injured? I'd like to hear in the chat, you know, are you, is this what you did? Uh, did you go, you know, once you got clearance, did you just jump back into your old workouts? Or did you do something a little bit more progressive? So to me, this feels like some kind of outdated advice, like that whole apple a day say, uh, saying, like the apple a day keeps the doctor away. And it's just not true. I am sure part of the reason for this is because it's just old advice taught, taught to doctors that was never really updated or thought about. Now in, in, med in medical school, Doctors learn the healing times of ligaments and tendons and body tissue. And if you look into the data and studies, you'll find that depending on the tissue type, healing can take anywhere from six months to a year for a full recovery. And last time I checked, six months is way longer than six weeks. So regardless of the type of delivery that you've had, your tissues are taking way longer to heal than you were actually told. So just like a knee injury or an ankle injury, there is a time to rest and there's a time to rebuild and rehab. And only after that can we start doing the intense workouts that we used to. If we don't, 
we're just going to end up with chronic pain and problems that never heal. Now, here's a personal thought on why I think some doctors um, are still still follow this six months and give patients uh, the clearance at six weeks. And I think it's because they don't realize how much fitness has evolved for women since some of these guidelines and uh, textbooks were written like 20, 30 plus years ago. Um, you know, think about the exercises that your mom did in her day. Maybe she was walking, um, you know, power walking or something, doing some jazzercise, Jane Fonda or a treadmill or a Tony Little gazelle. But let's talk about the activities that ladies are doing right now. Things like CrossFit, high intensity training, mountain biking, and triathlons are just a few examples of how women are more intensely active than ever. So instead of letting the body heal properly before returning to that stuff, moms are putting salt in their healing wounds because their doctor told them it was okay to return to normal fitness. And I want each and every one of you to be able to do any type of exercise or workout or activity that you want. But I'm also here to show you the bigger picture of why it's important to do the rebuilding work first. I don't want you to get injured and never be able to keep up with your kids because you're in pain. It's just totally unnecessary. If your goal is to run a marathon after baby, you can get there. You just need to do the work to get there. All right, so our next assessment is going to be much easier and you probably want to make some notes on this and do this later with some pictures but we're going to analyze our posture and to do so you do need pictures of all four angles of the body so front back right side left side and you do want to make sure that in the picture you get clearly like head to toe and it's always best if you get you know a little bit of um gap in your picture like i don't want you to cut off right at the top of the head but you know maybe like a couple inches above your head is where you can cut off your photo so uh if you have someone taking a photo for you or setting up a tripod just keep that in in mind uh that you do want to make sure that there is some distance between your head and your feet and that is all um, easy to see in your picture so i want you to analyze your posture this is super basic. We're not going to get too um, analytical here, but I want you to see, um, you know, what's going on with your body. And sometimes using a ruler or a pencil, something with a straight line, kind of see where things in your body are level, crooked, or tilting. And so here's some examples of uh, a basic posture analysis. Uh, this will show you how you're holding your, your weight. Uh, it may give you a clue as to why certain parts of your body are hurting. So for example, if you're the type of person that uh, leans forward, maybe um, you have a lot of weight still in your breasts, maybe um, you're hunched forward, there's a chance that because of this hunching forward, that there's a lot of pain going on in your, your low back or your mid back because you're compensating and leaning forward. So it's important to know that new bodies of moms have, have changed to accommodate this baby. And that change includes posture. So how you stand, how you balance your weight, how you move. Uh, if you go back to your old exercises, realize that your muscles are working differently now. They're fighting against and compensating 
for these pregnancy changes that it took time for your body. It's going to take time for your body to retrain and learn how to do these old exercises you used to, but using them in a new body with different posture and different center of gravity, uh, that is going to put stress on different things. You're working muscles like perhaps they were never used to working that way before. Awesome. Okay. So of course, I'd love to do a full body analysis on each and one, every one of you. I do that for all my clients. Um, but I do want to get on to our next test. I do res reserve that special attention for uh, my clients and my program. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely um, keep me in mind for that. But I'd love to hear how many here have found something about their posture that you'd like to improve upon? Maybe it's some, something old, but chances are a lot of it came from the stress of growing a baby for nine months. So if you have a baby or toddler, you're probably like, you're probably still carrying them, you know, all the time. And think about what that does to you and your posture. I'm sure you get like the aches from the hip holding, um, you know, switching from side to side, different positions. Um, it takes, it, it beats up your body. I'm sure, uh, sure. You know what I'm talking about here. So type in the chat, uh, what is the most dramatic thing that you noticed about your posture? Just like without looking at pictures, even if you don't have a mirror in front of you, um, you know, do a, a mental scan of your body and you know, what, what sort of things or where do you want to improve your uh, posture the most? You know, maybe you have like a sore low back. So you want to get to the, uh, the source of that. So who has changed camps here about this, the six month rule uh, that Dr. Clarence, I have so many other reasons why this rule is ridiculous. I'm going to save that rant. I want to move on, but it's important to remember that the body has changed. It takes longer to heal than we were told. And it's just sad because mom are, moms are given this bad advice, a false sense of security that they can handle the old things that they used to. But the truth is that the deeper muscles and tissues and tendons in our body are still healing. And our body has changed, you know, so much. And physically, movement is different. And because of that, you know, your posture is so, so different. And, you know, all of this because of, of pregnancy. So I want to make sure that, again, pregnancy is addressed before you start going into some crazy workouts. And, you know, when you have the two forces in play, you know, you're dealing with a, a new body, and then you throw intense exercise at it. Those two things come into play. And typically, the end result to that is injury. So if you're less than six months pregnant, remember that you have some healing, uh, rebuilding and re, um, rehabbing to do so that before you push yourself to the limits, to lose that extra weight, um, you know, let your body fully heal. And certain types, you know, here, here's the cool part. Certain things like certain types of postpartum rehab exercises can actually be started as little as two weeks. You don't have to wait um, for the doctor to say, you know, that six, six week mark or something for you to start doing rehabbing exercises. Rehabbing exercises can actually be done much earlier. It's not your boot camp style workouts, but if you commit to it, I can guarantee that in six months, if you compared your strength to some someone that follows like the old rules of 
just jumping back into whatever, you're actually going to be the one that is in better shape and have more strength and less pain and problems if you keep up with it. So I hope that I have encouraged you to take some different action today and choose the next step of your journey. And it might look a little different and that's totally okay. All right. So the next myth I want to get into is the classic. If you did it before or during pregnancy, your body can handle it and keep doing what you used to do. Who here has heard some version of that? Type in the chat, um, you know, uh, one, if you agree, 10, if you disagree, and five, if you're somewhere in the middle. I'd love to see you guys post in the chat. Awesome. I'm going to let you do that. Take a sip. All right. Good job, guys. All right. The two other conditions I wanted to inform you about today is pelvic organ prolapse and a hernia. Who else is addicted to lip balm? I am not good. So I want to talk to, I want to talk about uh, pelvic organ prolapse and hernia together and explain them because they, they, they're kind of similar in a way uh, that they both involve pressure management. And I'm going to say this again, but it's important to remember your body has sustained an injury and your body is different in just so many ways. So Unfortunately, the hard workouts you did up until your due date do not exempt you from a postpartum recovery. One of the reasons why the if you did it before statement has to do with pressure management. Now, pressure management is, you know, something maybe you never thought about before, but you may be curious what exactly core pressure is and why pressure management is so crucial to recovery. And the best explanation I have heard uh, regarding what core pressure is, is from Canadian physical therapist. And I, again, I did this, we did this workshop on Tuesday, and I forgot. And today I'm forgetting today. But the, uh, the analogy comes uh, with the example of a closed and sealed bag of chips, you know, fresh from the store, filled with air, just like that Lay's chip on your screen, uh, Lay's bag on the, on the screen there. Um, you know, think of that as your core right now. So the air in the bag provides a cushion around the contents inside the bag. It makes the bag less destructible, less prone to being deformed and crunched. So if you were to open the bag and release the pressure, you'd just be left with a limp bag that no longer <laughs> provides support. Now imagine if you took that open bag and started putting air back into it, giving you the ability to choose how much or how little air you want. With this air adjustment, you can vary how strong or protective the bag becomes. Now the bag compares to your core in that the core has a natural level of pressure in it. When you have to lift something heavy, your core will produce more pressure to support and protect the body. So thank you to like pressure because it keeps those spine, like keeps the spine and organs supported and protected as you're doing uh, strenuous activity. So unfortunately, postpartum women, um, you know, pressure isn't always a good thing. Pressure becomes a problem as a new mom 
because you're not strong enough to resist it and you don't know how to manage it effectively. So going back to the bag analogy, I'm sure like me, you've taken a bag of chips and you've tried to open it by like squeezing the hell out of the bag, um, just, just for fun. But pelvic organ prolapse and abdominal hernias are examples of what can happen to the body if you can't manage your pressure. Your weak postpartum abs and pelvic floor react in a similar way to that, like that bag of chips. When you squeeze that bag of chips like crazy, it's going to burst open at the weakest part of the bag and chips are just going to go flying everywhere. So before baby, core pressure is probably something you've never thought about unless maybe you're trying to hold in a sneeze or a fart in public. And, you know, no matter what your pregnancy or labor looked like, there's a hundred percent guarantee that your abs and pelvic floor have been beaten up during pregnancy. They've just been overworked, overtaxed, overstretched. So if you're unable to manage the pressure in your pelvic floor, you can develop pelvic organ prolapse, which is where your internal organs descend down the vaginal canal. An umbilical hernia, and I think that's on the right side of your screen, is, um, is where your internal organs um, you know, if you have a, if you can't manage your pressure, maybe you have a diastasis, uh, maybe you have weak abs, the internal organs of the body push out through the abdomen, like around the belly button area, just like you can see on this uh, right side. Awesome. So our best judge of pressure is how we breathe. So we're going to start with a, we're going to do a, a breathing exercise next. So we're going to get um, back into our laying, laying down position. Oh, loving all the comments, guys. Thank you. Oh, all right. So now we're just going to lay down, take some breaths and observe what happens to your body when you inhale or exhale. Don't force this, just take normal breaths. Is your, are your breaths naturally deep? Does your belly ex expand or is it shallow? And, you know, can you barely see any movement in your chest or back? Maybe you're a shoulder breather. Or do you see some of that? All right. So let's do an inhale together. Um, observe if the muscles of your core or pelvic floor are relaxed or intense during this time. Does your belly suck in when you inhale, almost like when you are sucking in air? And then look at the exhale and ask yourself the same questions. What's going on in the core? What's going on in the pelvic floor? How is it moving? Is it tense? Is it relaxed? What is happening? And I want you to write down all these things that you observe. And if it is okay for you to do so in your current situation, um, postpartum, you know that best. I want, if you are able to grab something heavy off the ground and observe what happens to the core and pelvic floor when you're lifting. Now, do the abs feel strong and supported? Does the pelvic floor feel protected? Or are you just totally unsure what's going on? Or does everything feel loose and weak and you have no control of what's going on. So if you want uh, to share a couple of characteristics about your breath, I would love to hear it. In my opinion, breathing is the most important thing to retrain after pregnancy. 
yet it's like the most ignored thing uh, postpartum. And you're probably like, you know, what's the deal? Like breathing is just a natural thing. We're all, you know, it, <laughs> it's just innate. Like, you know, it, we're doing it right. Um, if, if I'm still alive and standing and moving around, I'm breathing properly. But unfortunately, it, you know, breathing is yes, innate and it's innate in survival mode to keep us alive. However, you know, what we have to teach ourselves is how to breathe so that we can manage pressure better. And so that if we have a weak core or pelvic floor, we're exercising and doing housework and playing that we're using breathing to support these weaker areas so that we can provide some more strength and structure and avoid injuries. So for those of you have, who have naturally labored, uh, you most likely used your breath to create a downwards pressure to push the baby out. But now after baby, as we start to heal and rebuild and retrain our body, we need to use our breath to keep our organs inside. Uh, you know, we, we don't want um, to deal with things like prolapse and hernias and to support those weak areas that are healing. So if you're interested in learning more about breathing, this stuff can be done as early as two weeks after baby for most women. I teach this as a foundational skill in my program, Rebuild After Baby. If you wanna DM me, I would also love to send you a video link of my preferred breathing technique for moms who are um, you know, getting back to uh, rebuilding themselves after baby. And I help moms to use that breathing method to help support the core and pelvic floor when you are going, you know, when you're carrying out these um, pressure generating tasks, like lifting um, a laundry basket off the floor, picking up your child. Um, you don't want to be a limp noodle. You want to be uh, ready to manage that pressure that it takes to lift them up. So please record your findings from what you've observed into your workbook. And if you've noticed that this is something that you struggle with, something that you're not sure about, I need you to type in the chat that you're committing to focusing on this area of your fitness. Prolapse and hernia don't have the best outcomes. They usually result in a lot of therapy, surgery, or lifelong management. And it's not worth putting your body in a situation where you develop this. So I hope you'll take this seriously and take some time to learn more about how you can start managing your pressure. I want you to take the time to make this focus for your long-term health. So just because you did it before pregnancy, your postpartum body might not be ready for it yet. Oh my God. So this is our last and final myth. And now that you know all the things that you need to work, or work on, if you stick around after this last myth and exercise, I will show you how you can fix and prevent a lot of the things we talked about today. The last myth that I hear all the time is probably the one I hate the most and the one that drives me up the wall. And it's kind of a combination of two myths in one. And the myth is that after baby, peeing your pants when you sneeze, laugh, or work out is normal and something moms just need to deal with. And the second half of the myth is that Kegels are the solution. So when I created this workshop, I asked a question in my Facebook group to my moms, if anyone has any issues with, 
you know, peeing their pants and need support. And I missed a slide. <laughs> the first two responses I got kind of proved uh, my point that moms are never told this stuff. Now, I wish I could hear the tone of this woman's voice, um, but she responded, is this a part of having kids? And then shortly thereafter, another woman uh, responded, practice your Kegels. So I'm guessing that if they don't know this stuff, you probably don't either. What I wanted to leave you with today is that leakage issues are very common. It could be caused by more than one thing. And thankfully, there is a solution. You're not stuck with it, and it doesn't have to be part of being a mom. So if your goal is to bounce on a trampoline again, like these gals, uh, whatever the heck that is, um, Hopefully you're bouncing on trampoline with your kids and not in a ridiculous class, but hopefully you can do it without having to wear uh, a maxi pad to get out there. So I can certainly help get you there. All right, so the job of the pelvic floor muscles are to contract and relax naturally as we go about our day, maintaining a low amount of tension. It's more of like a supportive muscle than a load-bearing muscle like your quads or you know biceps or something. Uh, now, when it comes to postpartum leakage, sometimes it happens because the muscles of the pelvic floor are weak. They're stretched out, they can't contract, and it's a struggle to properly hold in urine. And that's where the idea of Kegels as a solution to leakage came from and why so many believe that this is the answer. But here's the thing, here's the truth, <laughs> is that not all women are weak or super stretched out. Have you like injured your back and it tightened up on you? Well, muscles do that instinctively to support the area from injury. Uh, you know, some people also are just tight individuals, tense individuals. We hold our shoulders up like this. Um, something like that can also contribute to someone that has a tighter pelvic floor. Um, you know, generally it can just be too tight, uh, unable to relax. Maybe you have no control over it, just ends up that way. And that results in a crazy amount of pressure put on the bladder. And if you catch my drift, you can imagine the end result. So for a woman who is tight and leaking, you wouldn't want to tighten things up anymore with something like a Kegel. You're going to have more leakage. It's the wrong exercise for the wrong situation, which is probably why people say it's just something that you have to live with because maybe they've tried Kegels like crazy and nothing improved. So our next exercise is going to give you an idea of what you're working with, whether you have a weak pelvic floor um, or maybe you have a tight pelvic floor uh, that is unable to relax. So our last exercise of today is called the pelvic floor elevator. And I'm going to talk you through this since there's really nothing to see here, obviously. And listen while I explain it. And then you can do the exercise and jot down your results um, in your workbook. All right. So who is ready? So to begin, I want you to sit down in a firm chair, feet flat on the ground. A soft couch is going to make this more diff difficult. You're not going to get that same uh, feedback. Uh, so a nice firm surface. Spread the cheeks so that your sits bones are as close to your chair as possible. 
And in a healthy pelvic floor, its natural resting state maintains small levels of tone, like we talked about before. So for example, um, in if you're looking at the screen here, our pelvic floor just at rest, daily activity, maybe you're making your cooking or something, you're gonna be you're gonna be hovering at that ground level of that elevator. Now, when you take an inhale, your pelvic floor should relax and descend down into the basement. If you struggle to feel the pelvic floor relaxing and descending, this can be an indication that you have a tight pelvic floor or a sign that maybe you haven't established the mind-body con connection yet. Now, when you take an exhale, the pelvic floor should hover somewhere around the ground, maybe up to the second floor, depending on how deep of a breather you are. But when it comes to a forced exhalation or a Kegel, depending on how strong your exhalation is or how forcefully you Kegel, you can take it anywhere from the third floor to the fourth floor to the fifth floor, depending on you know, how much of a contraction you're getting. So if you're someone who can't manage your pressure and you, or maybe you have a dysfunctional pelvic floor, Something like um, a, like bracing your abdominals, like a huge sneeze, or even a heavy lift can actually send that pelvic floor out the basement basement window. Uh, if you can see on the on the screen there, and that means prolapse. So take some time to practice this, like um, up and down with your pelvic floor uh, using your breath. And the reason why I shared this concept with you is that I would like for you to see that the abs, core, and pelvic floor all work together and are all connected. Being able to control the movement of the pelvic floor is so important to your healing and is the, and the best way to do this is with your breathing. Breathing like connects it all. Breathing is the best way that we can manage harmful pressure on the abs or pelvic floor during this time of healing and rebuilding. All right, so how did that go? Post in the chat, guys. If you're able to feel something, maybe you couldn't feel anything at all. And that is okay. Sometimes that's a sign that you're weak, but that also could be a sign uh, that you've never done anything like this before and you haven't established the mind-body connection. So um, anyone think that they might have a tight pelvic floor perhaps? Uh, anyone here? feel like they felt some kind of downwards pressure on the pelvic floor when moving along the elevator. And anyone have a feeling like something's inside your vagina? And um, if you feel like that, sometimes that can be a sign of a prolapse. And I would 100% recommend that you visit a pelvic health physical therapist to get an accurate ass assessment. And the one, this one exercise alone can give you so much information in regards to what's going on in your postpartum body. And things like a tight or weak pelvic floor can be fixed with exercise so that you don't need to avoid trampolines for the rest of your life. Many women experience leakage issues after baby, but it doesn't have to be a life sentence. So the next time a guru tells you uh, Kegels are the answer to all thing pelvic floor, your BS meter should be going through the roof and know right off the bat that they don't know what they're talking about. 
All right, guys. So what has been most valuable for you today from this presentation? Did you have any aha moments? Did you learn something new about yourself? I would love to hear the biggest takeaway that you had in the chat box. Loving it. Yeah, some love, some thumbs up, some hugs. Thank you guys for participating. Um, it's amazing uh, to hear that a lot of you have learned a lot that you didn't know about yourself. And that is, uh, that's invaluable. So I wanna thank you for taking the time to hang out with me today. And after all these five exercises, I know you've gained a lot of new information about your body and how it's functioning right now. Maybe you have just one thing from today's class to work on, or maybe you are someone that needs to work on everything that we talked about today, and that is okay. I really hope that you take a moment with me right now and think about on a scale of one to 10, how important is it for you to start improving these problems? Start thinking about what happens if you don't take the time to fix this. Do you wanna be on a path where you work towards your desires like we discussed earlier, like weight loss, being confident in your skin, keeping up with your kids? Or are you just gonna ignore this stuff, blame time, demanding schedule because it's easier to deal with then, you know, you know, it's easier to deal with like the complaining, the struggles, the aches, you know, you're just like, I'm going to do that later. I'm going to do that when the kids are older, you know, which one are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to take action? Or are you just going to choose to let that take over your life and let that be just something that you put up with every day, which will you choose? All right. So if you're someone that is answered in your mind, maybe even in the chat there. <laughs> um, you know, that maybe you're a seven or above. And I really want you to take the time right now to write in your notes. What do you, you know, from all that we've learned today, what do you want to commit to? Um, do you want to commit to improving your core, your pelvic floor, body confidence, or being able to keep up with your kids as they get bigger and older and want to do more intense stuff. Those are just some examples of the common answers I see on this worksheet. But this commitment needs to be 100% personal. And I want you to write it down so that you don't forget it and never take action on it. Like all those other fitness commitments you've made uh, with for yourself in the past, but you never followed through. Now, if, if you're someone that is um, if you're someone that has decided to commit to your health, I would love for you to type in the chat, I'm all in. So come on, <laughs> type in the chat here. I'm going to take a sip. And I don't care what commitment looks like for you. Um, you know, whether that is, you know, YouTube classes or um, trying something different at the gym or working with an expert. I just want you to do something instead of nothing. You know, whatever it is that you felt or have noticed in today's exercises doesn't mean that you're broken and it'll always be that way. Um, you know, if it's important enough for you to change it, then this is the time to commit. You are at the perfect time to start making those changes. So I'm going to wrap up 
on this presentation today, but I want you to stick around and learn about my program, Rebuild After Baby, and the discount I'm offering today. Um, if that's something that interests you, please stick around. I'm going to go into details about the program and answer any questions um, that we've had about the workshop today, as well as Rebuild After Baby after I'm done going through the program. If you do want to learn more, if you, sorry, if you don't want to learn more, if this is not your thing, uh, you don't really have anything that you want to work on, it's okay to leave, you know, use that info that you had gained from today and, and apply it in any way you want. Feel free to post your questions in the Facebook group if you have to leave. I'm going to answer them there. So if you have to head out, um, I will tag you when I answer the, your question. But if today's class left you with more questions than answers on what you need to do next, then please stick around because it sounds like if that's the case, then Rebuild After Baby program is perfect for you. So just to wrap up, we started by talking about some of your fitness challenges and desires. And I took you through all those myths about crunches, six weeks, six week clearance, uh, doing old workouts is okay. And of course, leaking and Kegels. We also did five different tests to learn more about our breathing, our posture, core, pelvic floor, and how we man, uh, manage pressure. Now, because you showed up today, I know that you have learned more about your body and its specific strengths and weaknesses and stuff that you should actually be doing. But I know 100%, if you applied what you learned today to your workouts, that you're going to be able to reach your goal of body comp confidence, being able to keep up with the kids, long-term health, and finally get to a point where you can do the activities you love without risking things like prolapse or hernia. Imagine the possibilities for you if you took one, two, or even three months to focus on improving those areas of the body that you learned about today. What would the future look like in your mind if you achieve those goals? My question is, are you committed to taking action and action in a way where you don't have to piece together the solution with YouTube videos and blog posts? If you're committed to being that person, then the only thing that can stop you now is the how to do it part. And I'm here to take away all that guesswork out of this because I've done it for other moms and I can do it for you too. I want to share with you how my Rebuild After Baby program can help you reach those goals faster and easier than if you were to do it alone. This program is not for everyone. This program is only for moms who are committed to making this change a priority and are willing to slow down a little and do some of the foundational work. There's an old saying that a trainer can't do your pushups for you. And it's true here too. You only get better if you do the work. So I'm looking for people who can devote at least at minimum 20 minutes a day three to five days a week. This program is not for anyone that wants another quick fix or finds excuses or blames stuff and doesn't want to do the work. So if we're on the same page of who is a good fit for Rebuild After Baby, I'm gonna go and chat about the specifics of the program. So if you've been paying attention to my class today, 
then you know the obvious reason why I created this program. Moms are missing out on important information after baby. So many myths and misinformations are shared to moms and it just leaves moms injured, hurt, and depressed and lacking confidence about themselves. Rebuild After Baby is designed to rehab, rebuild, and strengthen the parts of body, the body that have been abused during pregnancy so that you can rebuild your body stronger than it was before the baby, allowing you to keep up with your kids, avoid injury, and get back to the activities you love. Now, my eight-week signature rebuilding method takes you step-by-step step to rebuild your body by correcting, rebuilding, and re-strengthening starting first with the most important part, your breathing, and then working to correct your posture, pelvic floor, core, hips, and then showing you how to apply that to life, uh, your everyday movements, and also movements uh, in the gym. And, you know, it's going to help you get ready for the final step of the rebuild method, which is bulletproofing your body so that you can finally get to those more intense workouts that you love and not have to worry about injury. These are not just a bunch of thrown together exercises. They're this is a tried and true process and a progression for rebuilding the body after baby. These are my little steps, which... I forgot to switch a slide again, guys, surprise. This is the steps of the rebuild after baby, different progression. All right, so you're gonna have lifetime access to all the program material. Uh, this is great for new moms who know that they're gonna get pregnant again, and then you're gonna wanna get to do this again, and maybe again, if that's the case. Um, you're going to have lifetime access to all the program material, as well as a workout app and dashboard to keep you on track and organize. We meet weekly for group coaching calls. I'm, I'm your guide here. I'm going to be um, coaching you through this. I'm going to help you with your form, answer any questions you have, any struggles you have along the way. We can troubleshoot uh, things that are hurting. We can troubleshoot, make sure you're doing the exercises prop properly. I'm gonna be there to hold your hand the entire way of this journey. And then you're also gonna get some access to some amazing bonuses. So after building this program, I realized that sometimes some moms have a baby that like, um, you know, you can't find that alone time to do your own workout. Sometimes you do have your child with you. So that's why as a bonus, I'll be sharing some of my uh, mom and baby workouts. And that way you can, you know, there's no excuses why you can't work out because those exercises exist in the program. So the next bonus I created is for my runners and high impact ladies. So running and high impact exercises are a little special. And I wanna be honest with you that after this program, there's still a few things you need to do to be able to handle running in high intensity. So I've included my back to running workshop for all you runners and high impact ladies whose goal it is is to get back to that stuff. You're also going to be invited to my diastasis and leakage workshop to help you if you need additional focus on those specific areas. So I've got you covered. Um, you know, we've been talking so much about the body that 
Um, I, I have not forgotten about the mind. So if you are struggling with all things stress, confidence, and juggling life as a mom, my new mom mindset workshop is absolutely amazing and can get you out of any funk. And finally, you'll have lifetime access uh, to my Facebook group. Uh, it's filled with like com a community of Rebuild After Baby members where you find the answers to your questions, accountability, uh, camaraderie. And it's just an awesome group of strong moms just like you. And what brings me the most joy is the results that my clients see after you know taking the time, going all in and making rebuilding after baby a priority. So this is Rhonda. She was able to uh, fix her pain and injuries that she had dealt with for years. Uh, she was not a new postpartum mom. I think she was like two or three years postpartum when she joined the program. She had three kids and never thought that she would be in a place where she could you know, play with them and keep up with them like they wanted her to do. So this program allowed her to do that, getting rid of some of her pains. So Mandy was able to completely fix her leakage issues and start feeling good about herself again. And, you know, that's worth its weight in gold. So I hope this all makes sense. Who thinks here that rebuild after baby is the answer that you are looking for? This is the solution um, to fix all of those problems. All right, ladies. So just to recap, the program includes... Uh, of course, lifetime access, you're going to get eight weeks, uh, a, a eight week program of corrective exercises, weekly coaching, you're going to get all those bonuses we talked about, we're going to get the baby series, uh, the running workshops, the Facebook, the new mom mindset, your diastasis and leakage workshop. All right. The total value of this program, my time, expertise and personal training and support is valued at over 5k a month. And yes, that is what some of these online gurus are charging for for programs and they spend way less attention on you. So I wanted to make the cost of this program easy and affordable for everyone. So yes, um, you can get the help you need for an affordable price. So today, because you stuck around after this workshop, and I know that you're a serious person and you're the type of person that takes action. Uh, I'm going to offer a $50 discount to anyone that joins in the next few days. So I'm going to put a link to uh, the program in the chat here. And sip. Facebook. There we go. All right. Thank you. All right. So this, uh, so again, remember you're getting a $50 discount today and technically the sale does not start until Friday, but because I know so many of you are serious and ready to take action on this next step, I'm going to open it up, um, early for you. So starting now, you can go to the link that I posted in the chat and uh, sign up for Rebuild After Baby. And, you know, your special, you know, you do get lifetime access and the price is only $247 for the lifetime access program. If you need a payment plan, there's two payments of $125 if you need to break it down. 
And you're probably probably also seeing that I offer a VIP opportunity with me. And if you're the type of person that wants to go in 110%, if you want more one-on-one attention, this is the no-brainer option. So you get a one-hour entrance consultation. You get four additional private coaching calls. You get weekly check-in texts and a one-hour exit consultation. So a lot of value there. Um, It is more like um, one-on-one personal training in the VIP. So uh, if you know that you are 100% committed, you really want to see the results, VIP is that no-brainer for you. But I want you to feel really comfortable to join this program. And I want you to be 100% confident when you enroll um, in this Strong Moms Fitness Rebuild After Baby program. I only take dedicated fitness-driven women. So if you join and you decide that it's not a good fit, I don't want you to stick around. That's just bad energy for me, bad energy for you. That's why you've got a 14-day money-back guarantee. So just send me an email and I'm going to cancel the purchase, refund you the money, no questions asked. It couldn't be more simpler than that. So make sure you act quickly because this special discount offer is only available until June 21st, and then the price goes up to uh, $2.99. So um, again, check in the comments. I did post. Hi, Trisha. Uh, I did post the link to the program there. So if if you're ready to take that next step with me, um, again, I posted that link in the chat. Just simply click on the link on the sign-up form, um, fill out those application details. And then within 24 hours, I'm going to send you all of your program links and material so that you can jump in right away. And the next round of the program officially kicks off on June 27th. So it gives you a time to start doing some organizing, planning, and maybe go through the material before we actually officially start. All right, so let's go on to some questions. If anyone has any questions they wanna go over uh, today about Rebuild After Baby, I would love to take the time to answer them. Awesome. I'm gonna drink while you guys do that. I'm gonna lose my voice. <laughs> I don't talk for this long very often, this, uh, this many times during the week. <laughs> awesome guys. All right. Well, it looks like I'm just so fabulous at explaining things. So I guess no one has any questions. Um, typically the most, the most common questions I get, the first one is of course, like, oh, I can't really afford it. I can't really spend this money on myself. That's usually the, you know, like, how can I justify this is usually the main question I get. And, um, you know, typically the way I I explain it is one, you know, you can compare it to, um, the price of uh, physical therapy you can compare it to the price of working with a one-on-one trainer. You can compare it to the price of developing an injury. What's going to be involved in fixing that, you know, that injury? Is that not worth 
$250 to avoid something like injury. Um, are you struggling with self-confidence? People spend a lot of money on like boobs and Botox and hair, uh, you know, to improve self-confidence, but yet they won't spend money on fitness. The actual thing that, um, you know, improves yourself and your confidence from the inside out. So, you know, I don't have to sit there and hopefully explain to you how, you know, how much value you get for something like this. You're going to feel amazing. You're going to be able to um, hang out with your kids. You're going to be able to get back to the activities you love. You're going to be able to look in the mirror um, and see that person looking back at you. And, you know, what does that cost? Like, how much does it cost for you for one hair visit? Um, how much does it cost to, um, you know, get all these various beauty treatments? And so if you're looking for something to justify the price, um, I think, it, you know, it's definitely a no brainer here. And you will definitely get your investment back in, in droves. Um, you know, most, mo most moms, you know, have that goal of achieving a certain um, you know, aesthetic or uh, being able to do certain things, but not necessarily willing to do the, the work and commit to it. And typically, once you invest in yourself, once you put a little money on it, chances are you're locked in, you're committed, and you're going to keep doing it. So there is a reason why, um, you know, it, it's important to if you're going to invest in your commitment that you go in 100%, and sometimes that means putting money forward ahead as uh, an investment. And then also another question I get is, uh, you know, what if it doesn't work for me? Or what if I join the program and um, I don't like it, or it's not right for me, or, uh, you know, anything, whatever your excuse is, remember that I do offer that 14-day guarantee where you get to check out the workouts for two weeks and see if that works for you. Uh, join a coaching call and see if you get your questions or we can kind of troubleshoot things together. So you're gonna be able to experience it uh, without the risk or the commitment. After 14 days, I have a no questions asked refund if you're not 100% happy. I don't want anyone to be in the program that doesn't wanna be there and doesn't think that it's, it's helping. So um, really, uh, if you click that button, uh, you're, you're not, <laughs> it's, it's um, you know, it's, if you're not happy, I will give you your money back. So that is the, that's the guarantee that I offer uh, for all my programs. I don't want anyone working with me that's not happy. Uh, another question I, I always get from moms, and I don't know if it's a, a question, but it's more of an excuse, but it's like, hello, I don't have the time to do this. Like I'm a new mom. And yeah, I get it. Time is required to rebuild your body after baby. And most important things in life do require some sort of your time and commitment, but just consider like how much time you spend complaining and hating your body, wishing that the belly pooch would go away and complaining about the pain and, you know, the weird way that your body feels. And all those things take time and they aren't going to like get you any closer to your goal. If you keep, 
you know, pushing things off and pushing things off that I'll do it when the babies are older or something. So think about the extra time you're going to waste if you can't lift or carry a baby stroller or the time wasted, you know, begging your, like trying to corral your husband to carry things into the car for you because your back hurts. Um, you know, think about that. What is the value in that? So, you know, strong moms rebuild after baby program takes no more than 30 minutes a day and you don't have to leave your house. You don't have to drive anywhere. And if you can only do 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes twice a day or 10 minutes, three times a day, then that's okay too. Um, it's more important for you trying to rebuild yourself to do something as opposed to nothing. So that's why I've tried to keep everything really short. You're also going to heal stronger and faster after baby than you ever thought possible. And you're going to free up more time that way because you're going to be able to do so many more things uh, with you know, better functionality or be able to do them faster, more effective. So the time excuse uh, is one that I don't buy for more women. It's mainly just an excuse that there's a deeper underlying excuse, like one, um, they're not sure they want to spend the money on themselves uh, or two, it's just kind of some sort of cop out because they um, don't think that they can go all in and commit. So uh, the last question <laughs> that I get commonly that I'll go through is um, the question is, you know, I can do the rebuilding exercises alone with just random exercises I, I find online. And it kind of brings me back to the example of the post on social media with the leakage question where the woman, uh, you know, told this other woman to just do Kegels. And remember, we proved that Kegels are not the answer necessarily for everyone on how to resolve leaking issues. Maybe, you know, if they're doing Kegels, it can make things worse. So why would you want to piece advice from the internet um, that is not catered to you and your needs and can't help troubleshoot you if things are working? Uh, piecing random exercise online is going to one, take longer, uh, two, not get you to where you need to go, uh, because you're probably, you might be getting the wrong advice that's not right for you at this time. So uh, that's why joining a program like this is super important. Uh, yes, there are as, as a structured workout plan, but we work together to cater things to your specific needs. So um, it is pretty much like one-on-one -on -one training, although it's up to you to do your push-ups every day, your workouts every day. Um, I am there to help you make sure that you're getting, that you get the results that you're looking for. Awesome ladies. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I appreciate that you took the time to hang out with me here. And I hope that you've learned a lot and I can't wait to see each and every one of you inside Rebuild After Baby. It's going to be an amazing experience. Um, you're going to join some wonderful ladies and just have a blast. So thanks so much for joining me. Uh, have a great time. Keep it up in this group here. I'm going to continue with some more interesting and informative information to help you achieve your goals. So thanks so much. Have a great day. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Strong Moms Fitness Podcast. Now remember, go subscribe so that you are the first to know as soon as new episodes drop. Also, be sure you don't miss out on your chance to win a free program of your choice from Strong Moms Fitness. All you have to do is leave a five-star review. Screenshot it before you submit and send it to Daisy at strongmomsfitness.com. Your review helps other people find our show. And as a thank you, once a month, we choose the review that makes us all warm and tingly inside and award that lucky lady a free program of their choice. So do it now. It could be you. See you next time, you badass mom, you.